Good morning. Bereshah Slavimori. We're on Mem Gimel Amid Beis. Three lines down into the uh, middle-sized lines, where it says Omar Rav Yehuda. Yesterday we uh, discussed, um, pretty much finished off the sugya of Brachot on Smedin, and we discussed uh, the Yadavas of Beri Atzei Bisonim, Beri Mine Bisonim. Borach Shanosan Reach to Bapiris, the Brochi make on smelling foods. And now we have Omar of Yehuda says of Yehuda, the, the Brochi one makes on seeing uh, blossoming trees. Omar of Yehuda says of Yehuda, Haiman Zenofik Vyemi de Nisan, somebody who goes out in the days of Nisan, the Chosi Yiloni to come and he sees trees which are blooming or blossoming. Omar he says, Borach Shalachite by Lomar Iklum, blessed is he who does not cause anything to lack in his world, missed out nothing in his world. and he created in it good creations, and good trees, for people to uh, gain beauty in them, I think are quite apt for the uh, for sh- the upcoming Shavuot. I see the flowers here, not yet, but they will be today. Okay. So um this is the uh this is the, uh, the bracha we make. And this is Halakha Lamaita. Does it have to be in uh, Nisan? So the Toskim say it does not. The Makubalim say it should be in Nisan. There's, there are differences in this, um, in this, uh, this bracha, if you want, between Halakha and Kabbalah. But um, strictly speaking, Halakha does not have to be in Nisan. It could be in Tishri. If that's where in the, the part of the world you live in, that's when they bloom. You do it in Tishri. We are supposed to do it at uh, sort of the earlier the better. And uh, this year, because uh, everything is so early, you, it was very, very difficult to find trees in this one which were blossoming. I do know of, uh, of one place where they actually, uh, towards the end of Nisan, still without uh, any trees to make a, a bracha, and they went out and they bought, bought a couple of trees and planted them. Uh, as in ready growing trees, that people can make a broth on them. They brought them out from, from wherever it was. Um, but just a word of, uh, so to speak, caution, which only really occurred to me now, was there's a shida whether you can make a broth on trees which are, which are ardom, or kalayim, these sort of things. And Rabbi Kivega Paskin's not, there are those who pass yes. But um, they say that if it's a sophic, we had this earlier in the Masaf, the sophic ardom b'chutzul aret, was the beginning of the parrot we had this. Sophic Arla Bhutsalaret is Mutta. And therefore, even Rabbi Kivega's mask him if you've got a Sophic one, if you don't know it's Arla, then um, then it's fine. It's fine. And uh, I think the the person can point out it's highly unlikely you're going to get blossoming trees in the first three years anyway. They don't normally do very much in the in the uh, in the first three years. So um, but if you know for definite it's Arla, Rabbi Kivega passes it's a problem. There are those who say it's not. But um, other than that, as we said, just a, a few a few words. Number one, as we said, love Dafka Nissan to anyone who hasn't done it. Probably still not uh, not that not that late. Uh, even Sivan, you may see, you'll, you'll probably still find trees. The only thing is, it can't be too late either. Once it's produced, uh, once it's produced fruit, so already you've got a, a, a little more of a problem. So just just uh, the kit says like this. Number one, it has to be a fruit tree. If it's a non-fruit-bearing tree, then it's uh, no good. Um, 
once it has Tassim, the the uh, the Mechaber Tassim, as he says, he says that the Mechaber Borich Ad Achas Shigodu Apiris Lei Borichos. Once, if you leave until after it's grown fruit, you can no longer make a bracha. And the Mishnah says that means that even if you've never, you haven't yet seen it since the first time you've seen it, because obviously by the way it goes without saying you only make this once a year. It's like Chef like Chef Yomis said to speak on you on that particular Yomis. You only make it on fruit. You only make it once. You don't make it uh, every time you see a, a tree blossom and you don't make the new blossom. So um, even if this is the first time you've seen a blossoming tree, because again, the first time you see the, the tree, that's when you're really supposed to make the bracha. But if a person wants to hang on, so you want to do it with a minion, which is a miler, you want to do it somewhere where there's more than one tree, also a miler, um, you've got every right to do so. It's just, it's the person advised, try not to be what they call misplaining on it. Just sort of uh, look away from it. Because the first time you really see the tree is the first time you should really be making a bracha. But even if you haven't, this is the first time I've spotted a blossoming tree. Right, it came so early this year, I haven't seen a blossoming fruit tree. And now I see it, and guess what? It's already growing, it's already growing fruit. You can't make, you can't make the brothel. But the Eliorabba says, he's actually Machria, maybe slightly, not like the, the Machada, and he says, if this is the first time you've seen it, then you can still make the brothel, even though the fruit is, uh, even though it's already produced fruit. He says that's what the, the God is Mashma. But, he says, not once it's produced, com- the fruit is completely ripe. So if you leave it so late until, let's say, apple tree, the apples are completely ripe, ready to eat, then you definitely can't eat a broth. So again, the halacha, Mr. Burr seems to go with this as well, um, that if this is the first time you've seen the tree, then you can make the broth, even if it's already producing fruit. But with the one tonight, that the fruit isn't completely uh, ripened. Once it's completely ripened, uh, he says, Chayodin says, it's not Kadai to make the Brocha. You can make it with Hashem and Malthus if you really want. Do it without um, mentioning Hashem's uh, name. Um, but uh, if there hasn't yet grown fruit, then as we said, even if this, n- this is not the first time you've seen the tree, you can make the, um, you can make the Brocha even uh, Hanatina. Okay, it hasn't yet produced fruit. So if it hasn't yet produced fruit, you can make the Brocha even if you haven't yet seen it. Um, even, sorry, if you, even if you have seen the blossoming trees beforehand, if, uh, but if it, if you go the other way around, if you haven't yet seen it, and even if it's produced fruit, you can still make the brothel, but don't leave it until the fruit is completely developed. So they said, I think this year you're probably still alright in Sivon because everything is, uh, is, um, yeah, everything is quite late. Um, Again, it's, uh, they, they, again, I'll see how there's this, this, this um, ma- ma- major thing in it. There's a person mechuyev to go looking for trees from a halachic perspective. A person not mechuyev, I think they say, uh, it's a good thing to do, but uh, a person not mechuyev to go looking for the trees. But uh, if you look out some place where you're walking, you'll see there's actually a, a card there saying, you know, somebody's kindly put out from their garden, this is a fruit tree, here's the bracha. That would be, uh, obviously, make, make life the, the easier. Continues on the Gemara. Omar Mar Zutra. The Gemara now, um, Omar Zutra, the Gemara now brings this sukya uh, to close the bracha about making on, uh, on uh, smelling spices and this sort of thing. Omar Zutra, Bar Tuvi, Omarav, Minayin Shemavarchen Aroreach. From where do we learn this idea that we make a bracha on smell? How do we, how do we know we make a bracha on it? Shenem, as it says, Koyla Neshoma Tahadal that all the Neshoma, all the Shamas will praise Hashem. 
What is the um, the uh, the thing that the neshama gets benefit from it? And the body does not. So it's called neshama talufa. Why is the neshama? Not the neshama gets the benefit from. This is the smell. The power of smell. In the future, the, the young men of Yisrael, they will give forth They will give forth a beautiful smell like the Lebanon. Shinamad says, It's uh, young, tender branches will go forth. Its glory will be like the olive. And there will be a smell to him like the Lebanon. And the Gaon says, why Bachure Yisrael? Why not everyone? Because Bachure Yisrael are people who are still young. They're free of sin. And presumably that's why it's Kalavonon. Because the Levonon is Kamsulosh Lovon. The Gemara says that the, the Levonon is the, I think it's the base Hamikdosh. I think it's the, sort of, I think it's that way around the Levonon. Why is it called the Levonon? Because Shemalvin Avanisayan Shal Yisrael, that it whitens the sins of Kalal Yisrael. Like we find with the, on, on Yom Kippur, the scarlet thread turns white. Shemal ben Amin Yisrael, so to these Bachure Yisrael, presumably that's what the God means to say here, that's why they will give off this beautiful smell, um, Kala Vonin. Perhaps one could add a little bit to it, and that is the idea that Bachure Yisrael, Bachure, the, the idea of a Bachur, always connotes somebody who has not yet reached the stage of having children, giving over to Talmidim, he hasn't yet had the chance to create his own progeny, to give off of himself to others. It says in the future, these Bachure Yisrael, they will give off, they will exude a certain reyach. They will also be made as reyach, they will give off to, uh, to others this... Uh, this pure, the, the, the smell, the sweet uh, uh, smelling, uh, uh, smell like uh, aroma, like the, like, like the leather. Continues on the Gemara. What's shot in the Pasuk when it writes, The Pasuk in Kohelet, that uh, he says that everything he has made, beautiful in its right time. What does that mean? Melami just teaches us. She called echod the echod yofera yipeda akodesh parukhu minasa befonos. That for every person, and if you will enjoy your jobs, but the idea is that akodesh parukhu makes his unnas, his chosen, um, literally craft, his chosen uh, job, his line of work, makes it beautiful in his eyes, and. The idea being, because otherwise you wouldn't have Dustin. If everyone looks at Dustin and says, oh, that's a dirty job, that's not for me, you wouldn't have Dustin. If everyone looked at the job of, I don't know, you can take any, any, any job which doesn't seem too popular, every job, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created certain people, they would have an eye for that job. So that the world would have a working order to it, there would be enough people for every different, uh, different job. Omar Papa said, Papa, Hainu the Omri Inchi, that's what uh, people say, 
Tololei Kaira, the Dovaracha. If you hang this Kara, the stuff which grows around the decal, this, uh, the brown stuff we've spoken about, around the palm tree, if you put it um, in front of the Ledova Acha, that means uh, a Chazir, if you put it in front of a Chazir, the Ihudi day of it, it will do its job. It will roll around in it. In other words, every person knows its... every person, every creature knows its... Um, its purpose, feels a, a, a natural pull towards whatever it's supposed to be doing. And they say this, by, by the same token, we find that each person has got, look, we're in this world, let's face it, we're on the, at least a second, I mean, probably by now, a third time round. It's in terms of Gilgudim. And they say, we're here for what? Whatever needs to be, hopefully just the final touches. So how am I supposed to know what, what I'm supposed to be doing? And they say the answer is by, suppose either way, whether the Yitzhah is bigger, so it will be given a certain siyasa the Shema, the same idea as this. As I've heard also Yofed the Yitzhah. That our Kodesh Prophet will give the person, the person senses where my mission is. He feels a certain inclination. They say the same idea. That the, uh, for example, my Sarah, that the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef, although he was, we, he was definitely uh, a major Tamasot, not, not only in Nikla, and the revealed Torah, he was also in Nifta. You only have to look at his Sefer on the, 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 the what is, what's called the, the, the Maggit, the revelations he had from, from the Maggit. But they say he once went to the, in fact, I may be confusing, I think it was the Alshech actually. The Alshech, I think it was the Alshech. The Alshech went to the, uh, the Alshech, same idea. You can also, you look through his Sobham, you can see the same idea. Also, he, he knew his nigla, but his nesta. But he went, I think, I believe it was actually the Alshech. The Alshech went to the Arizal. They all lived at the same time. The Beisiosis, Arizal, all similar time in Tzvah. That was the golden era in Tzvah. Very similar time. There's overlap there. And the, he said to the Arizal, he wants to learn Kabbalah. And the Arizal said, no, your mission in life is, is nigla. I, but every person, I'm supposed to learn Kolat Terekula. I believe he said, that that's already been done. Your mission, you're now in the world, is for nigla. So if that's the case, so how do I know what I'm supposed to be learning? I heard this once. How am I supposed to know what I'm supposed to be learning? And they say, the answer is, again, same idea. Some people, they feel they love Havokha. Some people, so to speak, Havokha, they don't, they, they prefer Gomorrah. Some people, they prefer Agatha. Some people prefer... Your area in Torah is, you'll feel an, uh, a natural pull towards it. What you enjoy, what you feel, uh, it doesn't mean a person can get out of it and say, I don't have to, if I don't feel a pull towards tomorrow, therefore that's not my, that's not what it means. But you will feel a certain, what, what, what your, your heart pulls you towards, they say, if I could also the opposite, it's the same idea. HaKadosh Baruch doesn't expect the impossible of a person. It doesn't send the person to this world and say, well, we've got no interview now, how am I supposed to know? If I could also the opposite, HaKadosh Baruch will give the person the inspiration, that natural, uh, Pull towards what, what, he's, what he's supposed to be doing. And as I said, not that the rest of it should be left by the wayside, but you'll see what your main, what the, what the main, main focus has to be on. So both in terms of the physical, the work, etc., our Kodesh Baruch created, but you'll find in terms of the spiritual as well, a person will feel that, um, that, that drive to, to where, to, towards where his purpose is supposed to be going. Continues on the Gemara. In the name of Rav. Avuka Kishnayim. There's, there's an idea that at night a person's not, not supposed to go out alone. 
because of uh, because of shadim, because of demons, which can damage him. If he doesn't, if he goes out avuka with a torch, with a fire torch, kishnaim, that's like two people. And the areach, if he goes out by the light of the moon, kishlosha, that's like three. So says the Gemara iboyelu. So we've got a shayda here. Avuka kishnaim badi zidei. Does that mean that the moon is like two together with him? So it's him plus the moon makes two. Or Dilma, perhaps, Avuka Kishnayim, Lebarimididei. Or maybe it means the moon is like two without him. Now you may be thinking, in other words, there's three. Him plus another two. Yeah, the Avuka, I think the moon, I meant the torch. The torch, is it like two with him, or is it two exclusive of him? Yeah? You may be thinking, what's enough, Gemina? Well, you'll see in a second. Toshima, come and listen. The Yorea Kishlosha. And the moon is like three. Now, Eomar Fishloma, that's going to fit fine if you say Bahadi Didei. When we talk about two and three, it means together with him, sharper, then it makes sense. If he goes with, by the light of the torch, it's two, inclusive of him. If he goes by the light of the moon, it's three, inclusive of him. But if you say it means two, excluding him, three, excluding him, that means with the moon, you've got a total of how many? When you go by the light of the moon, how many have you got now? Four. Him plus three. Why would you need four? I bought Why would you need four? But surely Mars, he says, when a person goes out on, it, on his own, nearer to one person, the demon will present itself, it will be seen, and it will damage. Lishnaim, if you go out with two people, two people together, nearer, it will show itself, the enumazik, but it won't damage. Lishloisha, when you've got three people, it won't, it'll stay well away from the person. But more than that, we haven't found. And a lav rather, must be we see from here, avuka kishnayim ba'adi didei. That it must be that the, when we talk about the torch being two, it means together with him. Like with the moon. It can't mean three plus him, because that would be four. Why do you need four? Rather, it must be three together with him. And the idea of having three is that the demons won't even appear to him. They'll keep well away. So therefore, so too, when it talks about the avuka kishnayim, it means two together with him. Shemami Nal says the Gemara is a good proof. Remember that Gemara because it comes up elsewhere, but as Hashem will use it as a, I think, think Araya, because we find in certain places where it, it, it says, for example, that, that, that uh, there, were, there were demons there, that even if two people went in, they were, they were so sort of uh, populated by demons, even two, they they damaged them. Which is a chiddush, because normally two not. The question is, is that two, but three it wouldn't damage? Or does that mean to say that uh, two, they're damaged, three, they would appear but wouldn't damage? Is that everything moves up one stage? From this Gemara, it sounds like, what does it sound like from this Gemara? Above three, you're never going to need more than three. Three is always absolutely safe. Because otherwise, if we're saying there are certain things where they're, where they're particularly populated and they're particularly dangerous, then... Sorry? Oh, that's right. Now, wh- 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 what, am, what am I getting at? In fact, I, I, I do remember, because I just remember there, there was such a thing. It's right back towards the beginning of the session. I can take you back 40 blocks. 
we had on Dafa Dafa Gimel there when it talked about the Churvah. Yeah? It said three reasons you don't go into a Churvah. And one of them was because of Mazikin. And the Gemara said there, how, what, what are we talking about? You're going with two people. What? The Gemara said, um, we said, let me just find the one we're talking about there. Yes. We said, in Pnei Mazikin, says, why can't you say we're talking about Chashad and Al-Qaeda? So we said, we're talking about, no, it's, it's a new one, and um, you're going in with two people. So the Gemara says, well, if there's two people, there won't be Mazik in there either. And the Gemara answers, no, in their place we would be Cheshesh. So does that mean, would that mean even if I had three people? What happens if I had three people? If I had, would, would, there, would, would that still be a problem? Or is it only at two? In other words, we're saying, Bim Koimon, where they are, they particularly populate, like a Churva, or something like that, there, even two people is dangerous. Yeah? What about three? From this Gemara, it would sound like, it would sound like, three wouldn't be a problem, that three would be, again, would sort out all the problems. Because if not, and that four would, you know, is what sorts out the problem. Unless you say that no matter how many people you go in, it's dangerous there. Therefore, we're saying the monoshach, your reach will never be of, of, of use. If you're going to somewhere where, where no matter how many people you go with, so what's four people going to help you? What's the kind of surviving four? And if you're going somewhere where they're not going to damage however many people, have, then you're not going to find more than three. The kit to what I'm just trying to show from this Gemara is that this Gemara, you'll never need more than three. If it's, particularly, if it's particularly dangerous, you can have four, five, six, it's not going to make a difference. And if three is, is, uh, is going to help, four is not going to do anything more than that. That's the, the basic thing we see from, seemingly we see from this Gemara. Continues on the Gemara. Another teaching of Rav Zutra about Suvya Omarav. And some say, it was Rav Chana in the name of Rabbi Shimon Chassid. And some say, Om Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, Ben Yechoi. It would be preferable for, uh, for a person to let himself be thrown into a furnace or fire rather than embarrassing the face of his friend in public. Where do we know that? We learn that from Mitoma from Toma. Shanema says, she was, taking out, taken, she was being taken out to be burnt. We know the story with Tomar that... Um, Again, this is the, the other case coming up to Shavuot. Now we've got the Me'en Yibam, the type of Yibam between Rus and Bayat. The other case where you find this Me'en Yibam was between Tomar and Yehuda. And Yehuda was not aware of what he was doing that night. Tomar obviously was. And three months later, she was found to be pregnant. And they said, they told Yehuda, Yehuda was there, Rosh Sanhedrin. And they said, look what's going on. She's obviously, she's, she was supposed to be waiting. She said, she's a... She's a Bakkain, she comes from shame, therefore she should be taken out to be burnt. Sreifa, whatever Sreifa is there. Fine. So she didn't, she, she said, but she knew that it came from Yehuda. And she had these Simonim, remember she took Simonim. Right? So she said, she didn't want to embarrass Yehuda, so she just sent them along, she sent her along a message and said, here's the Simonim, she said, Lemi, whoever these things belong to, that's the father of this child. And you had obviously realized. And she said, if he takes it, 
If he takes the hit, then fine. If he doesn't admit to it, I'd rather die by the, by the furnace. So you see from here, rather than embarrassing somebody in public, it's better for a person to be burnt at the stake. That's what we, that's what we learn from this Gemara. Continues on the Gemara. In fact, just before we, we continue, just one little correction from the other day, before we go back into the stuff that we're going we're gonna to have a slight intermission from the Adanta. But And that is, that the, um, the other day we had Rav Yehuda, the Gemara asked, what profit do you make on, on Shannon Afarsana? On the Bolton oil. And we said, Rabbi Yehuda said, he said, you say, Boris Shemenat Sena. Who creates the oil of our land. And, um, and Rabbi Yehuda said, no, don't quote me, Rabbi Yehuda, the Khabib Alei Eretz Tzor, he loved Eretz Tzor. And I said, where do we find this idea that Rabbi Yehuda loved Eretz Tzor? And I said from the story earlier, where he was trying to get out, he wanted to go to Eretz Tzor, and he knew that his rabbis had held that you can't go from Bobo to Eretz Tzor, and the was here. I got it the wrong way around. Rabbi Yehuda was the Rebbe there. Yeah? He was the Rebbe, and his Talmud wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael. But he knew that Rabbi Yehuda held that you can't go to Eretz Yisrael. Okay? You get it right? Rabbi Yehuda was of the opinion that you have to stay in Babylon until the time of Moshiach. But it still works to the same logic that because Rabbi Yehuda held that you can't go to, to Eretz Yisrael, that just created a bigger longing for him to go to Eretz Yisrael. That's why he loved Eretz Yisrael so much. Don't think that he sort of uh, says, oh, I don't want to go to Eretz Yisrael, it's lying in ruins. He loved Eretz Yisrael more than anyone else. That's what Rav Chis is saying. He loved Eretz Yisrael more than anyone But why does he love Eretz Yisrael? I don't know which one's the cause and which one's the effect. Probably there's a bit of both there. But the idea is because he loved Eretz Yisrael and he knew he couldn't go there, that created an even bigger love. That's what it means to have you Eretz Yisrael. Don't think he didn't want... He loved Eretz Yisrael and because he couldn't go there, because that's what his history is, he yelled until the times of Moshiach, you have to stay in Bobo. Therefore, he loved Eretz Yisrael. He had such a longing to go. Yeah? That's the... Uh, that, that's, that, that's what I should have said the, the other day. Right? He was the Rebbe, not the Talmud in that story. Continues on the Gemara now. Tana Rabbana. So going back now to the, uh, to the uh, spices and the whatever it is, Hevira the fun of Shemen Vada. If they bring in front of a person, they bring oil and myrtle. So, which one do you make a bracha on first? Now, if you look at Rashi, before we go on to see which one you make a bracha on first, Rashi says, what, what type of oil are we talking about here? So Rashi says, Shemen Vada, it's about halfway down, he says, Shemen Vada, the Sefer Suda, the end of the Suda, Shemen Losuch Yodov, they bring the oil in to clean the hands. Lehavir Zuama Toichlim, to remove the, the uh, dirt from the hands, because your hands are all greasy because of the food. The Hadas Lahoriyach, and the myrtle to, to smell. Commercial Amarno, as we've said. Which one do you make a bracha on first? The oil which is brought in to clean your hands, or the myrtle which is brought in to smell. If you take a look at Tosus, Tosus says, Shemen Vahadas, Hai Shemen, this oil, Lehoriyahu, it's to smell. We've seen earlier, we had various types of oil, it could be oils which you've ground in, or you've, le- you've um, left to soak their spices. So you have certain oils which they use for smelling, and some oils make very unstable solemn, some you say on the, on the uh, what's it called, on the Shemen uh, Afas, when you say very Shemen Orev, that's what we're talking about here. Di'ilaha ve'azu'amohu, di'ilaha ve'azu'amohu. 
if we're talking about the type of oil which is to remove the the dirt from the hand, surely we've said in parakated the volume, the aim of Alkan Allah, you don't make a brach on it. So before Shikamara, they say, if you turn, you can take a look for yourself. No Gimadamadalas, the Gemara says there. It says, "B'shem and Alti Lahavi Asazu Amor Eim Avolkan Olav." It's about ten lines, twelve lines off on the Gimel Amadala from the bottom there. It says, "You don't make a bracha on that oil." He says, "That can't be what we're talking about." Hell no! What, what's Rashi going to say to that? The answer is, as you'd expect, don't worry. Rashi answers it. Not here, over there. Rashi says, "Eim Avolkan Olav." You don't make a brach on it, bury it up, say Bissamin. You're not smelling it. You don't make bury it up, say Bissamin, if you only bring it to clean the hand. So even if you get a whiff of it, a waft of it, I should say, you get a waft you still don't, you, you, you don't make a, you don't make a, you, as you've learned, you only make bury it up, say Bissamin, if you want to smell it. If it's being brought in to, to eat, an ethic is being brought in to eat, and you get a waft of it, you don't make a brach on that. So if you're bringing in the oil to clean the hand, so you get a smell of it, don't make a bracha, bury it up to the sun. For Elo, bury Shem and Ori, you do make bury Shem and Ori, that's nothing to do with smelling. Bury Shem and Ori means because he made, he's made a, a, a nice oil. In Shem and Afarsaman, who, if it's uh, Shem and Afarsaman. And he says, Behold, all of the Kate Samavarach, and Abishu saying Kate Samavarach, it's at the bottom of Nungimala Madala, if you want to follow it there, you can see it there. He says, Abishu saying Kate Samavarach, that's talking about the earlier where you do make a bracha on the smelling, that's when you bring it in to, to smell it. And so you mentioned this Rashi there, so the kids, uh, Rashi has answered the question of Tosis. When the Gemara says over there you don't make a bracha on it, Tosis understood that means that you don't make a bracha at all on oil unless it's being brought in to smell. This is not being brought in to smell. Rashi says that's not what the Gemara means to say. It means you don't make the bracha very unsafe but very seminary, of course you can make. And that's the side of the Gemara here, says Rashi. If you, the oil is brought in, so I can make very seminary on the oil, or I can make the bracha on the hadas, which is very unsafe salmon. Which bracha do I make first? So says the Gemara, they bring in front of him oil and myrtle. You make a bracha first on the oil and then on the mud. You first make a bracha on the hadas and then on the shemen. Now, according to Rashi's sister, we're talking about Bari Shemen Ori and Bari Altibisomen. Which bracha would you expect to make first? Bari Shemen Ori or Bari Altibisomen? Which problem would you expect to make first? What would you expect? Very Shem and Orif, that's what we said yesterday. Because, at least according to the Rabbi Yonah, she said that the Very Shem and Orif is why do you make a Very Shem and Orif on Afar Shem and Orif, which is the way Rashi learns it. Since we're talking about Dafka Afar, it seems Afar Shem and Orif, but anyway, why do, because it's a Choshev oil. It's like Very Priyadot and it's unique. Very priyat often, no matter which one you like better, very priyat often will always come before very priyat, very priyat often. So why do you make a bracha on the hadas first? So he says, the Mishpura already brings this, that the reason is because the hadas, the, the smell is, 
is more direct. The hadas is actually the source of the smell. Whereas with the Shemin Afarsimun, obviously it is the source of the smell. He says that it's not, he says there are, I think he says there are, even says that the Ritva says it's, it's not quite the same as the, see if I can quote the Loshan, the exact Loshan that he brings there. It's not quite the same as the, uh, as the, uh, the Hadas. See if I can find it. Um, In other words, the hadas, that is the original form. You cut it off the tree and you smell it. The afasman is where you've extracted it from the tree. It's not quite in it, I'd say the natural form. The natural form is inside the tree. You pull back the bark, you peel back the outer end, you've allowed it to, to come out. He says, not quite the same. That's what the Ra'ah the says. And that's why you make a bracha on the hadas first, according to according to Beis Hillel. But Enochanami, I think I think it's the Bira Alocha, um, sorry the uh, the Shalatian. I think he says that normally speaking, if let's say they bring in front of them, they bring you, I'll give you an example. They bring you balsam oil and oil which has been um, spiced up with with upsilon inside it. So he says even there are all would agree that you make a bracha on Barishem and Ori first. Why? Because because, well, it's natural, but more than that as well, that, that's true. But it's also the bracha, but the bracha as well, this is the main point I want is, the bracha is more, is more specific. Okay. You're right as well that it is more natural, which is what there are, even the Ra'ah says, 100%, yeah. But he says the other reason as well. So in other words, we were right in what we said yesterday, the Buri Shem and Orev would normally come before Buri Atsir But, we have to add a, a condition there. Not if the Atsir Vesomim are more in their natural state than the Shem and Orev. Correct? So if you've got Hadas against Bari Shemenorid, Hadas comes first as Beis because Hadas is the absolute natural form. Shemenorid has already been extracted. But if you've got Bari Atsivisomim from something which you make Bari Atsivisomim on it, but it's not in its natural form, then you're going to make the bracha on the Shemenorid first because it's more Mabura and as you said, it's more, it's more, more in its natural state anyway. That's the, um, that's what Beis Hillel says. So, Omar Rabban Gamaliel says, Rabban Gamaliel, Ani Achriya. I'm going to be Machriya. I'm going to decide which way to go. And actually, Rashi says, Ani Achriya Lissab Beishamai. I'm coming to be Machriya like Beishamai. Because, Shemen Zochinu Lerechoi, Vizochinu Lissichosai. Oil, we know that oil can be used, we've merited its smell, and we've merited its anointing powers. It's got two uses. Whereas, Hadas, we can smell with it, but you can't anoint your hands with it. So therefore, Shemen comes first. Because Shemen has more uses than the Hadas. Now according to Rashi, it's very, very good. Because we're talking about here Shemen Afasimun. And you're going to make the broth of Bereshem Shemen Orev on it. Now this Shemen Afasimun can be used for smelling. You make Bereshem Shemen Orev on the smelling of the Afasimun oil. And you also make Barishem and Orif on the cleaning of the hand. So it's actually got two uses with the same bracha, whereas Hadas, you only get the bracha on it if you smell it. What about according to Tosus? Tosus says, no, we're not talking about oil that you, that you um, anoint your hands with. We're talking about oil that you're smelling. Because oil on which you anoint your hands, you don't make a bracha on. So what do you mean we've got two uses for it? 
says that it's vol, what it means to say is, yeah, but we've got two uses. And also, we don't make a bracha on those uses. Because as we said, according to the Tosus, you don't make a bracha on oil when you clean your hands with it. You only make a bracha on it when you smell it. Yeah? Is that clear? So therefore, but still, it doesn't matter. Still, since it's got two uses, that gives it more chashivas than the Adam. Okay? So, for kids, either way, he says, we see that the oil has got more use than the hadas, and therefore, the brachot will be on the shaman first. The truth is, I mean, just sort of thinking from the, from the position of Eitzela, what would Eitzela reply to that? I was thinking he possibly could say, you could use uh, the, sort of the opposite sort of svarah. And that is, that the, the brachot on rea, sorry, the brachot on the hadas is maybe a, a more chosh of a brachot. You know why? Because it's kerdan hashama talatot, that's the brachot of the hashama. We just said that earlier. How do you know you make a bracha on, uh, on Reaf? It's Kerna Neshama Taluka Aluluka. It's a bracha of the Neshama. Whereas, the, the bracha on Shemen is on the one hand it's bracha of the Neshama, on the other hand it's the hand. You clean the hands with it. So even if you say Rashi, it's got a, it's got a, a body, it's got a connection to the body as well. So therefore, in a certain sense, the, the bracha on smell is higher. For example, I'll give you, give you with, with, um, with Havdara. I've quoted this before. Benish Chai brings this. I did, if you actually go through the brachos, it's fascinating. You go through the brachos, in Abdullah, we say the wine, that's the power of taste. Then you go to the bracha of the nose, smell, is the bracha of the Masonic. Then you go to the eyes, which is an even higher level, that's the Gorimaraish. Then you go to the Hanazamin Kedeshukha, that's the brain, which is the intellect, which is the highest. You see, as you go up, it gets more sublime, more, more uh, spiritual. So in that sense, maybe, I'm just a thought which, which I had this morning, in that sense, it could be that's why Beis Hillel would, would say the, the, uh, the opposite. Yeah? Okay? Um, as it happens, it may actually, fit, it's not, not for now, but I've got a certain theory with Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, sort of the, in their sort of different drafts, we find in quite a few places, it could well be that it fits, it fits with their sort of line of thinking. Yeah? Do you go after what you see, after what's tangible, or do you go more after the... Yeah. For example, they, I'll just give you one example. If they shamai, if the Gemara says in Tzubas, what do you say in front of a kala? Ketam ragdim nefnei kala. So, I'm sure you know the famous words, which are, Ketam ragdim nefnei kala, what do you say? Kala no eva chasuda, but that's Beis Hillel. Beis Shammai say, as she is, she's ugly, you think that she's ugly. You don't have to, but if you want to think something, think she's ugly. That's what the Gemara says. She's lame, Think that she's late. You state it as it is. Right? What, so, so Beishamai says to Beishillah, how can you think? It's lying. So Beishillah says, I'll give you a marshal. If somebody comes to you and says, look, I just bought a new watch. Isn't it amazing? And you look and you think, how much you pay for that? He says, oh, he gave you a bargain. It was 50 pounds. He told me it was, it was you know, down, down from 200 pounds. And you think, yeah, yeah. It's the back of the kettle's uh, things. You know, you collect uh, 10, 10 coupons. You've really been a... Uh, you're not supposed to tell, tell him that. The Gemara says, you say, oh, what an amazing watch. Now, how do they tell her answer their question? The answer is like we said before, and the Mamashir, it's a Gemara. As they say, I think the English saying goes, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. If he sees something in it, you don't spot the beauty in it. For you, you think he's being con. But our Father's Prophet created it for him. And therefore, he's the one who can see something which you obviously can't see. He is that, or maybe he is not. So it doesn't matter. 
So you, you're praising it through his eyes. I don't see the beauty, but it must be it's beautiful because you saw something in it. So to Kalanoiva Hasuda says they tell the same idea. I don't see the beauty, but it must be an inner beauty. And only a Chosen can see that inner beauty, because his Neshama has got that, again, his Neshama sees that beauty. I don't see it, but Kalanoiva Hasuda. And Rashi, take a look at Rashi there in Ksubit, he says, what's the Hasuda? Chutzel Chesed Moshe Chorel. It's a Chutzel Chesed from above. I don't see it. Where else do you find that notion? Anyone? Chutzel Chesed? By Esther. The Gemara says in, in, uh, in, uh, in Megiddah, she was green. So what did Achashverish see in her? Well, it's Chutzel Chesed Moshe Chorel. It wasn't a natural, what, you couldn't explain it naturally. Hashem put something into, he could see something inside Esther which maybe other people couldn't do, or maybe other people could see, because they all thought very highly of her. There's a special Chutzel Chesed. And then you see this, you find it elsewhere, I, I think. If they shall not go more after as it is, they still look at it a little more, uh, and it's actually the opposite because of, of what they normally say, because I think they normally say that's why we pass now, they tell us is in the world, and they shall sort of more, more out of the, uh, above, above and beyond. Which is why in times of Moshiach they say, well, pass my Shammai, in which case that doesn't really fit, fit with what I'm saying, but it's uh, perhaps two different uh, sides of the, uh, of, of the coin. It would be very interesting to see if that fits, fits, fits with this uh, idea, the same idea. Bishama say, Shaman comes first, because it's got that connection to the physical. Whereas we still say, no, it's all the, the Reah comes first. Okay, it's a thought. Continues on the Gemara. Um, follows the Machria. It follows on Gamliel, that, who passes that Bishamai. You make a bracha on the hadaf, uh, sorry, on the on the shaman, and then on the hadaf. Rapopo ikla lebe Rafuna bereid Rav Eka. Rapopo he once went to the house of Rafuna bereid Rav Eka. I see the kamai where they brought in front of them shaman and hadaf, um, oil and hadaf. So shaka Rapopo, so Rapopo took and borech hadaf bereisho, as uh, Rav Gamliel, uh, sorry, like they tell us, he took the hadaf. Made a brach on it first. The other borech Hashem, and then he made the brach on the oil. So Amalei, so Rafuna Abreid Raviki said to him, "Lo sabalo mar haloch kedivah machria." Do you know all the halacha is like the machria? Why are you making a brach on the adas first? I thought Rabbi Gamliel said halacha is like Beis Shammai. So Amalei, he said to him, "Listen to this." Hochi Amar of this, what Rava said, halacha kedivah halacha is like Beis Shammai. Says the Gemara Velohi, but it's not really true. Leishtamute nafshehu the avad. You know why he said that? Why did he say that? He said that to get himself out of hot water. He was embarrassed. Look at Rashi. It sounds like a, a, a pella, what's going on here. Look at Rashi. Vilehi. Rava never said that. He never said that. Rava got embarrassed. The fish had thought because he'd made a mistake. The Hishmet Asmovakah. And he wanted to get himself out of it. So you know what he said? Oh, Bishiddha, um, who is it? Rava. Rava said that looks like Bishiddha. Can you imagine? A Rav makes a mistake. He makes a mistake. He realizes he made a mistake. So he says, uh, oh, no, he doesn't want to admit he's made a mistake. So he says, it wasn't from me, it's what Rabbi Yashif said. That's what the Gemara is saying. No? The Gemara seems to be saying that one can do that. 
it's talked about, there's, there's a lot, a lot of thought. We won't be able to sort of deal with that question based on one Gomorrah, but from this Gomorrah, the few Rashi, it sounds like one could do that. They say, you can see already Rabbi Kinev, because I'm trying to say a couple of Marim McClellan, from memory, I think, I think it's this way, one, I think it could be the Carbonate in the Yushalmi, they, they speak about it there, there's a couple of, uh, there's more than a couple of cases where they speak about this sort of Shida. They say it could be, it's a difference, if it's going to be affected the Maita, a lot of the Maita, then you can't do that. You know, Rolf can't say, oh, I made a mistake. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, but Rebbe Yashif said that. So everyone's going to go and follow this thing. Well, Rebbe Yashif said that, I'll continue doing that. You can't do that. But if it's not Halakha Lamaita, so Rolf said, you know, who we've got here, our Popper, our Popper said, well, you know, it's a bit embarrassing, this. So uh, I'm going I'm to prep myself and say, oh, Rolf said Halakha like they tell us. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't going to affect the Maita, he says, it could well be that he's allowed to do that. Maybe it's COVID, or whatever it is. Very, very surprising. Sorry? I think it's not, it's not as vital. Because of Cobra's Could well be, yeah. They, 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 what, what I understand, there they, they, is a lot of discussion, as probably as you said, that, that could be what one answer that Kadima is not a. It's not a. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be necessarily Le Kuba. Um, if their process were the same, you could get into a little bit of a, a shida. But yeah. But. Um, what, 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 what I understand, that, that could be one answer. If you look at Tosus, Tosus says, he says, Hoki Omar Rabbi Hilkasal Kabe Tilo, Velohi, Leishtamuti Nafshehu Tiko Ovid. He says, Kaf Kosu Bisforim, that's what's written in Sforim Shalonu, Uvifirish Rashi, and in Rashi, Abu Rabba Fas Kosa Korova, but the Rif Fas was like Rabba, Mashma Shalaya Gerish Bisifur Velohi Bufulis, Mashma, he didn't have this Gerish stuff. That's how Rabba Popa ended, he said, Rabba was like Rabba. That's it. Okay? Just tell you, the, the Gon says, just as an aside, um, he says, you'll find, you find very often with Ralph Popper, it says, Velohi. says, you know, they thought, da-da-da-da, and this is in Ralph Popper, Velohi, but it's not like that. He says, you know why that is? He says, because Ralph Popper, he doesn't, the Gemara says, in, I think it's in Shabbos, that uh, he doesn't, that uh, he says, he let my chedek be from those who are suspected of something which is not, they haven't done. He says it's a tremendous uh, thing for somebody who suspects that something never did and they keep quiet. It's, uh, that's why you find very often Ralph Poppet says they thought such and such, below he it's not really true. Yeah? I think he's possibly got a slightly different way of explaining it. I want to, do you that? I hope to look at the guy. We may tomorrow comment a little more on this tomorrow if, if, just because uh, obviously it's a very fascinating shida. Yeah? As he said, the person makes a mistake, in fact, I suppose with, with Shavuot it's particularly, uh, particularly good one, you know, with Torah, with, with, with if a person makes a mistake, we find various Gemaras where a person, on the contrary, says a person learns through the mistakes and, and mistakes and Bidaska, he gets up and he appoints an Amoira, the Gemara says, and when he says he wants to dash and then, well, I made a mistake, this is the, the correction. Yeah? We, we learned this uh, uh, earlier, earlier in the, the Mishnah, it said that, it's a limit. For a person to admit, I don't know, I made a mistake, it's, 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 uh, it's hard. Yeah? I'll tell you just, just, just on a personal note, when I, occasionally it could be a flip, or if I make a mistake, so somebody says, you can just uh, edit it. You, know, you can edit, nowadays it's uh, brilliant, you can, I mean, I said you can see, even on the old fashioned, uh, you can just go over it and, and correct it. So all you can edit, you can edit, click, whatever, you can edit, being corrected, but so what, you'll never know what I said before that, if you listen to a recording. So I said, and it might say, it could be laziness, because I don't know, I'm, I'm useless with these, with these uh, sort of machines, it'll take me too long. I said, besides that, it's much easier for me to do that. For a person to get up and say in the next year, you know what, I made a mistake, I just want to correct. 
that's basically what the Gemara is saying there. It's, it's a limit. It's much better for the person to be able to admit they made a mistake rather than just correcting us. No, no, no one will ever know what, 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 what a person said before that. I said it could be laziness on my part and just covering up with that, but uh, there, is, there is such a concept. So here we're seeing the opposite. An amazing, amazing Gemara here. According to Rashi's Pshat, it depends on the Girsa really, but according to the Girsa we've got, and what Rashi's saying, it sounds like in certain instances, that maybe to protect COVID, whatever it is, a person can lie and cover up for his mistake. Now it does not mean for anyone, it seems for COVID, a rod can get up and you say, yes, yeah. so and so said, it's just to cover up for himself. Says the Gemara, we'll just finish with this. Tana um, Rabona. It's been thought in a brighter. Heviulifneam Shemen Viyai. If they brought in front of them oil and wine, they shame over, they shame I say, Ochayis Hashemen Viyamino. You hold the oil in your right hand, there's Hayayim Bismoda. And you hold the wine in your left hand. By the way, we do Paskin like, uh, we do actually Paskin like Robo says. Halakhonamaisa, we do Paskin like that. You make a bracha first on the hadas and then the shem. And that whole Gomorrah, by the way, they say it's talking about where you don't, halacha lemaisa, at least, is where you don't have a preference. If you like one more than the other, chaviv always comes first. Yeah? Yeah? Is that clear? Even if the brachas are the same, you can't have instances where they've got the same bracha. If a shaman is, uh, is a shaman which has got psalmonists, so you make very active psalm, and you've got hadas there, which is very active psalm. So then the chaviv may, may well come first. Okay, you have to weigh up the things, but uh, chaviv may well come first. But it's all about, to make the matter simple, and that's what the Gemara is talking about, they say is where you don't have a preference. You don't have a preference. Fine. So, if they bring in front of them oil and wine, they shamay over, they shamay say, Urti tashem in you hold the oil in your right hand, and sayayim is not in the wine in your left hand. You make a brock on the oil, the chayim of Then you make a brock on the wine. Whereas Beisila and Beisila say the opposite. You hold the wine in your right hand. There's Hashem and Bismillah and the oil in your left hand. You make a brock on the wine, the chayim of Hashem. Then you make a brock on the oil. So in other words, they're just arguing about which one you make the brock on first, the oil or the wine. And whichever one you make the brock on first, you hold in your right hand. And whichever one you're going to make the brock on second, you hold in your left hand. If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says, what are we talking about here? Rashi says, um, Shemen v'yayin, about, uh, more than half the way down, Shemen v'yayin, Zehu yayin mosen. We're talking about wine which comes after the meal, Ve'inze kosher brocha, but we're not talking about kosher brocha. And he says, we're talking about, like, we've learned earlier on a weekday, whether he goes on and says, but the kids where you have to make a brocha on the wine. You've got the wine there to make the brach on. You've got the oil to make the brach on. Which one do you make the brach on first? Machalekas beishamayim v'tila. And whichever one you make the brach on first, you take in your right hand. Whichever one you're going to make the brach on second, you take in your left hand. Lemaisa, the, the Rambam, the Rambam says, no. The Rambam says, we're talking about the kosher brach. So again, the same idea. You've got oil there, and that's, that's how the Rambam, and the writer comes on and says, no way, because he says, if you don't have kosher brach, why should I hold? Well, I'm, I'm holding it with the wee pasken like who, we pasken like they tell. So you hold the, make the brothel first on the wine. So I'm benching with a kosher brothel. So I've got to hold, so the whole of benching, I've got to hold the oil in my hands. Why? Why are we much too happy to do that? That's the right, the right, the right, the right, We're not talking about a kosher This comes out with a very, very interesting and important nafkamina. And that is, Havdolah. This is the source for Havdolah. It's fascinating in the Shulchan Aruch, Simmerish, that evolved there, that when a person makes Havdolah, you hold in your right hand, you hold the white, and you hold in your left hand the pasomis. Why? Because you're going to make a bracha first on the white, and then on the pasomis. 
And then you want to make a brach on the besalim, you switch over, says the Shulchan Aruch. You take the besalim in your left hand, uh, your right hand, you hold the, the, coast, uh, the coast in your left hand. So everything, the idea is everything should be made over the coast. That's why you're holding both there. Yeah? And that's exactly what the... Um, oh, so that, 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 that's, uh, that's where it comes from. Yeah? Now, I'll tell you, we don't have such a minute to do that. Right? As far, as far as I'm aware, we, uh, we just pick up the coast, we make a broth on the coast, we do not hold the basalmin. And when it comes to basalmin, we put down, yeah, you're holding your head, you've also got the same in five. I thought, you know, may- maybe it was a mistake along the door, it's got lost. But I saw in the Oroch HaShulchan, I remember seeing once, Oroch HaShulchan says, he brings the Salaf and he says, uh, in our place, in Komenu, we don't do this. He says, I've never seen it done, we clearly don't do that. But where did that come from? I- I'll tell you, it just occurred to me this point, I- I'd like to suggest where that comes from, and I'll tell you why- where it comes from. It's because, this idea of switching it over, you hold it in the right hand, yeah, you hold the wine in the right hand, then you hold the, the thumb in the left hand, then you switch it over. Where did that come from? If you're going to switch over, so why do you hold the basalmin in the left hand when you're, when you're, when you're making the, the broth on the coast? Why? What was the point in that? Yeah? And it's actually the Rabbeinu Monoyah, the Rabbeinu Monoyah says, on that Ramba, he says, he says, this is where, you know, with, with the coast of Abdullah it comes from, and he says, guess what he says? I'll read to you this, uh, oh, it's not, it's not printed on, in, this, uh, in this version. The Rabbeinu Monoyah says, I'll just put it the Rabbeinu Monarch, maybe I should have made a sheet, but the Rabbeinu Monarch says, you don't switch it over. I believe he says, you don't switch it over. That's the whole idea. You hold the shem, the wine in your right hand, you hold the shem in your left hand, you make a broth on the wine, and then you make a broth on the oil. You don't switch it over. The Gon says exactly the same. The Gon says, what, where does the Gemara say anything about switching over? So he says, by Abdullah, the same thing. You don't switch over. So I'd like to suggest, that's why, that's where it comes from, not to hold both in your hand. Because if you hold both, then you've got a side now. Do I switch over? Do I not? According to the God, I don't switch it over. According to the Rabbeinu Mano, uh, according to the Shulchan Aruch, you switch it over. Do you know what, the, you know what became the norm? It's don't hold both. Hold one at a time, and then you can hold both in your right hand when you're making the bracha. Maybe that's, that's, that's where it comes from, because of this topic, what to do? Because if you're holding both, why should you switch it over? And that's what the Shulchan Aruch says. But, so therefore, maybe that's where the Minah came from, just hold one at a time and therefore you can hold it in your right hand. Maybe that's where it comes from. We'll leave it at. Have a very good yomper.